Hello and welcome to the bye week. Uh, I'm Connor Kirst, and today I'm joined from Portland, Oregon, by Bill's wire writer, Rich Kowalski. And also, I'd like to introduce our sweet baby boy, live from the sewer, it's Sewer Dwayne. Good evening. How's everybody doing today? Oh, great, Kings. I'm doing wonderful. Uh, how are you guys doing over there? Oh, we're doing great out here in Buffalo. Uh, we're going to talk about the Buffalo Bills and some general NFL stuff. As you guys both know, the NFL draft just started, so why don't we just start there? Or sorry, just ended. So the Bills took a player at pick nine that a lot of people didn't think was going to be there. Edward Oliver. What do you guys think of Edward Oliver? Here, Mike, you can go first. Uh, he's the guy I wanted the whole time. Um, <laughs> I'm glad the Bills didn't get caught up in any of the hype, drafting a receiver or a tight end. Um, great value, not trading up for him. It had many rumors. Um, couldn't be happier with the pick. I'd, I'd give it an A, personally. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd give it a high grade, definitely. I think that Bean didn't fall into the trap of wanting to panic and trade up and just decided on staying put and letting the call, the cards fall. And uh, they fell in the Bills' favor, and they ended up getting someone that of real real good value in a pick where they didn't have to really give up anything, and I, which is awesome. I think I speak for everyone when I say he, he has the horses in the back. He is the horse whisperer. Um, what a perfect, yeah. what a perfect landing for him. The Buffalo Bills, obviously, a reference to a major, major cowboy. He could have went to the Broncos, though. He could have gone to the Broncos, yeah. But they have the that horses the in, the, in the front or the side, if you can include the helmet. True. Um, true. Yeah. The Bills, I, I don't know where they have horses, but they do now. <laughs> um, yeah. Personally, I think Ed Oliver. He, I don't know if he was the best player in the draft, but he was probably my favorite player in the draft. I'm thrilled that we got him. I think he fills a big need. Um, he's going to come in and just give. Uh, he's gonna, just going to be able to get to the quarterback, get into the backfield, and just cause havoc. I, I think it's a great pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and you see with the Bills taking and, and being taking a defensive tackle, he didn't rush and try to draft a receiver that he might not think is ready or isn't his number one guy. Um, that's something that I felt was huge in this draft was that he didn't he didn't fall into that and. You can tell in the last few years, guys that have come out of the round, maybe as first round reaches like like uh, uh, Laquan Treble, oh yeah, guys like that. You don't want that to happen. You'd rather get a guy that's going to come in and play, and you know is going to be able to do that. So that was good. And uh, you know, we actually have a mailbag question. I'm going to sprinkle these in here and there when it makes sense. Um, this mailbag is from my brother Dylan. Not my actual brother, he's just my brother man. Brother man. Um, he said, will Ed Oliver have 10 sacks and win, win Defensive Rookie of the Year this season? What do you guys think about that? That is uh, Honestly, I, I don't think he'll get 10 sacks this year um, or Defensive Rookie of the Year because there are a lot of other candidates that could make a much more immediate impact. The Bills' defensive line is still young and still kind of figuring itself out. Harrison Phillips is just in his second year with the team. I think he definitely could put up some numbers for sacks. Uh, I think more so he'll have a lot of tackles for loss. But um, I think if, if you know, all of a sudden the Bills have an unreal defensive season, I could definitely see that happening for a defensive rookie of the year. But um, I think there's just a lot of other candidates that are going to make a much stronger impact this year that would be, you know, looking for that trophy. And I think from an interior defensive line spot, it's tough to get 10 sacks. Uh Obviously, we've had some players in the past like Marcel Darius or Kyle Williams that have been able to do that. And Ed Oliver is probably a better athlete than both of those guys, even though Darius, I guess, in his prime was very athletic for a 335-pound man. 
But uh, <laughs> but uh, Oliver, I think eventually could get ten sacks. I don't know if this is the year. I would think like maybe five and a half. Yeah, I'm gonna agree. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just hard to get ten sacks from that position. I think the more you don't hear about him, is better. It means he's stopping the run. Um, but he does draw comparisons to Aaron Donald, who puts up twenty sacks a year. So. I mean, if he's half as good, that's that's great for us. As far as defensive rookie of the year, that's that's all task. It was a great defensive draft. Um, personally, I would say Josh Allen is just going to make a bigger impact. Jets, Josh Allen, um, but he'll be in the conversation, I'm sure. And it's exciting to see if he does get ten sacks. I will be happy to be wrong. Yeah, that'd be great if he got ten sacks. That that means uh, we have a very good pick if he does that. Um, so our next pick in the second round, uh, what was a pick thirty-eight or so. Uh, we got Cody Ford, mm-hmm. who is a tackle out of Oklahoma, and something he can play guard too. Um, really, I don't, I don't really care where he plays. I think it's a really good pick. Uh, he was one of the best players available at that position, and I don't know. I just think he can come in and make an impact and be a starter right away. And we've added quite a few linemen, so I'm pretty happy for that pick. That's I'm, I'm going to give that an A. We'll give Oliver an A as well. Yeah, I'm going to agree. Um, they tried to trade up back into the first round for him, but once again, they didn't panic. Um, Carolina jumped him as well and didn't take the guy they wanted in Ford. They say he can play anywhere. They did sign a lot of offensive linemen, but uh, I think the majority of them are, you know, just role players, depth, and I I do see him starting on day one. Yeah, I, I give this pick uh, an A minus or, or A. Um, I think that. It's nice to see that Bean is finally getting a couple drafts under his belt and really starting to put that depth in places where the Bills struggled, where there's there's injuries and it's hurting the team's overall performance, like the offensive line. I think that's a huge step to get a guy, especially that's durable and and can move between positions. Um, the one thing that I heard about him the most was that he's just a mauler and he's going to be uh, great with the run run offense and that's something that last year the bills kind of fell off from after the last few years seeing you know top five or so in the league in a couple of years in a row they kind of fell off last year and and it'd be nice if you can get maybe something out of LaShawn McCoy before he's either gone or or traded or yeah yeah and I mean for as many signings as they had in the offseason um they didn't really address any starting roles I think they mostly targeted depth and then just had a plan going into the draft to it to get the glaring needs and actually really enjoy what they did. All right, so um, where do you guys think Cody Ford's going to play? He's going to play a guard position or tackle? I would think he could possibly start out as a guard, but I think in the long run he's going to be a right tackle, which I'm fine with. Yeah, I think in the long run he'll be a tackle. Um, I think he's just... I mean, he has the speed to be a guard, but I don't think that's necessarily what the Bills got him for. I think they got him for protection. They got him for for keeping Josh Allen off the ground. And it doesn't matter, honestly, in my opinion, where he's playing because he's going to be on the line regardless, and he's going to be someone that's you know giving Josh Allen a better chance with the ball, maybe seeing something later, throwing it downfield. You know, who knows how many plays last year he could have had that could have been much more positive plays, but. He got a little pressure and panicked, or or he got a little pressure and got hit. Yeah. Um, I think that regardless of where he plays on the line, it's going to be a very good, very good thing for Josh Allen. And it's a big improvement over a guy like Vlad Dukas or Jordan Mills, mm-hmm. which I mean, oh, you could yeah. say that about pretty much any of the guys we signed this year. To be honest, though, right. um, mm-hmm. those were the definition of replacement level players. When yeah. you look at what they gave up oh, yeah. for Josh Allen, uh, pick thirty eight is essentially a first round pick. So, I mean, you plug him in at tackle. You got to keep Josh Allen upright, give him a chance. 
So I, th- I think he's going to play tackle. But it's nice to have a guy who could rotate anywhere because offensive line is usually full of injuries. Mm-hmm. All right, so the next pick the Bills had in round three was running back Devin Singletary out of FAU, right? Uh, Fort Atlantic? Yeah, Fort Atlantic, yeah. Um, this one I wasn't as thrilled about. Uh, running back wasn't necessarily one of the biggest positions of need, but it was a position where the Bills needed to get in some youth. So mm-hmm. I'm going to give this pick a B. I think Singletary could be pretty good. It's so hard to tell with running backs, though. And... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he could come in and make a pretty big impact right away, though, I feel like, and especially on third downs. Yeah, I'm going to give it a B-, minus. I think. Um, I like that they address the depth. I mean, they need, obviously, some youth in that position. You have guys that are in their 30s already <laughs> with McCoy and Gore, and before you had Ivory, uh, now he's gone. But you, you address the youth factor a little bit in that position and you start to address a little bit life after McCoy you know maybe you get Singletary this year and he's not your guy and uh, but maybe later on down the road you get a guy next year in the draft say and you find your main guy but you have that nice secondary that a lot of teams are going for that secondary running back and I think this position addresses that almost changing NFL in a way Uh, Singletary might not be the best cast uh, (laughs) pass catching back but I think if you can get him in there and get him some some experience working with guys like LaShawn McCoy and Frank Gore, guys that have been in the league for a long time, I think you could end up getting something better out of him than maybe another team could. Yeah, I'm going to agree. I'm going to go B-minus for this pick. Um, admittedly, I didn't hear too much about him before the draft, and there were some other running backs who I was interested in. You didn't um, watch FAU during the I, season? No, I wasn't a big FAU guy, but actually... <laughs> Rachel Bush is alma mater, so that's going to be great for the Twitterverse. Uh, fun um, fact about Seward Wayne, he's blocked by Rachel Bush on almost every social media. Yes, Instagram, Twitter. So if you guys see anything about me out there, please slide into my DMs at Seward Wayne because I, I cannot see them. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, back to the football guy. And I get caught up in the Rachel Bush talk. Um, he's five foot seven. Um, I'll say slightly concerning. I mean, not a huge deal for a running back. Um, not going to be in there for pass protection often. They'll sprinkle in here and there. There's a lot of depth at running back we have, but LaShawn McCoy's injury history, Frank Gore's age, um, they definitely needed to address the position. I'm glad they did, and I'm glad they did it somewhat early. So we actually have mm-hmm. a bunch of questions from our mailbag about running backs. Uh, one mm-hmm. of them is about Singletary in particular. Uh, is he going to get 600 yards mm-hmm. and seven touchdowns? I would say no. I- just there's yeah, too many yeah. cooks in the kitchen. I don't know if anyone's going to have a big, big year. Uh, I think LaShawn mm-hmm. McCoy is still the best option for the Bills going forward mm-hmm. in this, this season anyway. Yeah. I think this is more a pick for the future, develop him and get him starting soon. Yeah, I think especially with Singletary, I don't think he's going to be getting those red zone touches. If he is scoring the ball, it's going to be probably on a longer run. I don't think they're going to have that trust in a rookie yet to put him in at the goal line. They might go for that veteran hand with Frank Gore to pound it in. Um, but I can definitely see him putting up some yardages this year. But um, the touchdowns, I don't know if that will come. I don't think so. Yeah, I'm going to say no as well. I'm one of the few who hasn't given up on LaShawn McCoy. Um, if you look at his career every season, which has only been three seasons, he's been under 1,000 yards. He's bounced back with at least 1,200. Um, the line is a huge deal for him. Singletary will be in there, but, I mean, uh, barring injuries, I don't think they're really going to see him out there much. It's going to be, in my opinion, Yeldon and McCoy show. I don't have a great feeling about Frank Gore. I have a hankering he's going to retire in training camp. <laughs> that's what, he could know, be Arvante Davis this year. 
that's what I feel like too. It's he's that Anquan Bolden Vontae Davis type guy where he's just like done. Yeah, you know, but before the first few weeks have ended. But we don't have expectations for him like we did with Vontae or Anquan. That's so true. Yeah, I'd be okay. Yeah, with we that. almost we were almost making Anquan, Anquan Bolden our number one receiver, and Vontae Davis was our starting quarterback, a cornerback <laughs> going into the season. So it's like that's a result. You know, honestly, okay. yeah, honestly, I would have been happier with Vontae Davis as a starting quarterback last year than Nathan Peterman. So I mean, well, yeah, even yeah. if he retired at halftime, yeah. it, it would have been a better showing than yeah, we would have had less yeah. interceptions. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um. That's true. <laughs> so okay, so you said you think it's going to be mostly Yeldon and McCoy. Yeah, um, that's I would prediction. tend to agree with you on that, just because it seems like Yeldon, McCoy, and Singletary are going to be the best three to make the team. Um, I mm-hmm. think Frank Gore is on the bubble. Uh, while he's had a really good career, and he was actually pretty good for the Dolphins last year, um, I just don't know what he's going to show you that the other guys can't do. Because mm-hmm. obviously Singletary has the youth, and he's got some <clears throat> shiftiness to him. Uh, mm-hmm. Frank Gore doesn't really have the shiftiness anymore. He's more of a downhill guy at this point. Uh, LaShawn McCoy is, you know, he can kind of do it all. And then Yeldon is a pretty good pass catcher. So I just don't really know where the role is going to come for Frank Gore. Um, yeah. I think he'd be the most likely to not make the team. Plus, he's on a one-year deal. You know, I, yeah, I, I never really quite understood the Frank Gore move. Um, I get it. You're adding a veteran, but you're also adding it in a room that's full of veterans, really. And you have T.J. Yeldon who can catch the path, who can catch the ball out of the backfield. So when it comes to Frank Gore, it's like where where is he going to see touches? Is it going to just be on the goal line? Is it is that just strictly what he can do? Because you could just have Demarco do that, who you're paying a lot of money to be out there. Um, I think yeah. Demarco and Gore, one of one of those two, are not going to be on the team uh, week one. I, I I wouldn't put it past Bean to release Gore in training camp. You know, if he sees that T.J. Yeldon has a better upside and can bring more to the table and be someone out of the backfield. McCoy has been iffy catching the ball out of the backfield, but mm-hmm. Yeldon is also a great pass blocker too. So it'll be interesting to see who actually ends up either leaving or you know they might end up keeping all of them. Who knows? Do you right. guys think there's a possibility that Shady's going to get traded? Uh, I think she has no trade value any longer. Running backs are yeah. tough to trade in this um, day and age. Especially older ones. Yeldon's mm-hmm. on a two-year deal. He's not going anywhere. Um, yeah. Gore would be the odd man out. I mean, Gore, granted, he had a pretty good season in Miami. Uh, for some reason, Miami just refused to give the much better Kenyon Drake the ball. Yeah. Very frustrating sense. for fantasy players like myself. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it'd be nice yeah. to see uh, an older running back on the Bills go out there and get a Opportunity, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Never happens. <laughs> Think about the older backs for once, will ya? Huh. Yeah. All right, so... The boomer, the boomer running backs. <laughs> you got to be careful who you call an older running back out here. Yeah, you really do. Um, so that brings us to our next pick, if you guys are done with the running back topic. I don't know. No, I think we're Moving on. Done. So yes. our next one is uh, tight end Dawson Knox. We got him near the end of the third round. Almost fourth round pick. Uh, I think it was pick 33 in the third round. We traded up again for him. And honestly, it's a. Uh, I feel like this is a little bit more of a controversial pick because he doesn't really have the production in college. He doesn't have a single touchdown catch in his three years playing for Ole Miss. Um, granted, he was also was playing with what some say was a subpar quarterback. Um, I actually don't know his name, but I guess he's subpar. Um, and also he's playing with A.J. Brown, who was a pretty good receiver in college, and D.K. Metcalf, who was probably the biggest faller in the draft. Um, so there's you know there's a question of targets, but uh, based on his tape and his athleticism, I think he could be a pretty good pick. I'm going to give it a B+. 
Yeah, I'd, I'd also give that a B, uh, around a B, B minus. I think. I think you have a good core player that that's physically gifted, but I mean, you you still need to see what he can do with catching the ball. I, I agree with you too. Like that that Ole Miss offense last year was not very good, and and there were a lot of cooks in the kitchen in terms of you know DK Metcalf, AJ Brown, these guys being out there and taking away essentially touches that could be going to Knox um, from everything I've heard though about him um, he seems like quite the prototypical tight end that uh, you'd want on your offense with a young rookie quarterback a guy that's able to be a good safety blanket from what I've heard um, and he can stress the field a little bit too yeah a lot of a lot of people are comparing the Greg Olson. I don't know if that's necessarily a, a fair comparison because Greg Olson is pretty incredible from what he's done over the over the years with the Panthers and, and Bears. But um, I just honestly I, I think it's a great pick just to address that position because you had Logan Thomas leave, you had Charles Clay leave. You need to fill it, to fill it with bodies and and especially with a younger quarterback, a guy getting somewhat of a safety blanket. Um, I think that's a good a good pick by the Bills. Yeah, I'm going to go C-plus for the pick. Um, I, I wanted Dawson Knox um, in just around the third round where they got him. Um, again, I think it's another depth pick. They signed Ty Croft. He's been injured. Uh, you got to be prepared for another injury. Again, the concern is the no touchdowns, but Ole Miss was not in the red zone very often. Um, you know, We'll see what he can do. If, worst case, he becomes a good blocking tight end, and that doesn't hurt. Essentially, an offensive, extra offensive lineman for Josh Allen who can catch the ball. Looking at the Ole Miss offensive stats, team from both their quarterbacks, uh, one averaged 1.8 touchdowns per game, the other averaged 2.2 touchdowns per game. So you you factor that into okay, you also have to feed AJ Brown, DK Metcalf, and uh, what was his name? Demarcus Lodge yeah. too. You have three guys that you're feeding. <clears throat> the ball who are you know your premier receivers and it's kind of hard to get the ball and, and really rationalize putting that to a tight end you gotta instead of those also guys. picture old miss is playing in the sec against alabama mm-hmm. georgia LSU. lsu elite defenses cornerbacks too even too They're right some of the best cornerbacks in the nfl you look at how many first and second round picks there were this year on defense alone from the sec it's yeah i mean granted the astounding the defenses in the nfl will be better but um I think it's mostly for depth, and I'm not upset with it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And in the third round, uh, late third round pick like that, you can afford to take a risk on a guy who's an elite athlete and hope that he can, you know, with NFL coaching, put put it all together and become a really good player. Um, I I enjoyed that pick at least uh, in theory. I think it's a, a decent mm-hmm. pick. It's a it's a we're betting on his potential. So mm-hmm. in the third round, you can't go wrong with that. All right. So then our next couple of picks. Uh, we probably don't have as much to say about these guys just because, you know, um, there's no guarantees any of these guys will make the team. Uh, but we have Voshan Joseph, uh, who's a linebacker out of Florida, I believe. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it then we have Jaquan Johnson, a safety. We have Daryl Johnson, a defensive end. And then we have another tight end with Tommy Sweeney. Those are our fifth mm-hmm. through seventh round picks. Any big opinions on any of these guys? We've all seen the Voshan Joseph tape when he got drafted big hitter um from what i've read though he's not good at learning a playbook and he's got some off-field issues but if uh, mcdermott can keep him on the straight and narrow i think he'll actually be a pretty good addition the guy has a motor and it looks like that's what they've gone after in this draft i mm-hmm. i've heard he's very very athletic um he lacks some instincts uh 
But honestly, you could say the same thing about our last year's first-round pick, Jermaine Edmonds. Um, is probably not quite the athlete and doesn't have the the production or the film that Edmonds had, but at least on paper, you're getting another real athletic linebacker to come in and compete. Um, I think in a couple of years he could probably be a solid developmental player. Right. I mean, Lorenzo is only getting older. I think this is more of a future, addressing the future now. And yeah, yeah. it's definitely a depth pick because you have Edmonds, you have Milano, even though he's coming off injury, and you have Lorenzo. So uh, with those three guys, he's not going to be a starter anytime soon. Uh, just develop him for I a mean, couple of years. You see how pitiful last year to the Bills special teams felt in terms of receiving and, and blocking. They didn't really they had bad kick coverage. They had, there were a whole slew of issues, um, and they got rid of Danny Crossman. So they made moves to kind of correct that, and I think these guys, too, they might be lower on the depth chart, and they might not be guys that are in on every play, but they're they're adding depth, like we were saying earlier, too. And, I mean, like Mike said, um, drafting Daryl Johnson and uh, Roshan Joseph um Really almost address that life after some of these older players and, and getting someone in there just to learn and see if maybe, you know, they could be that next guy. You look at guys Lorenzo Alexander and, and Jerry Hughes and guys on that on the uh, outside linebacker position that are just getting older and weren't necessarily earlier round picks either. Um, but, yeah, I think that Tommy Sweeney pick as well uh, with the tight end. You, more of a blocking tight end, correct? More, yeah, more of a blocking tight end, but still he can give you an option in the passing game. I think he'll, his production on the field, will, if he stays with the team and, and gets time, his production will be that of probably Logan Thomas out there getting a few catches every now and then, but nothing really substantial. I'm hoping there's not a Tommy Sweeney game like there was a Logan Thomas game last year, though. <laughs> Do you remember that game where oh, Logan yeah. Thomas had like eight catches for 40 yards from Peterman? Yeah. It was it was not good either because it was just Peterman was targeting Logan Thomas. I, I want to know what Tommy Sweeney's thing is. Does he wear gloves? Is he the grandson oh, of anyone? Damn, I had that joke in my head. I didn't say it. <laughs> I wonder honestly because he's a Boston guy, so I feel like they. <laughs> I don't know. Oh god, he, look, he looks like he is the son of someone. Oh yeah, he looks like he's like a some Kennedy. Or There's got to be a famous Sweeney out there, right? Sweeney Todd is the only yeah. one that comes to mind. <laughs> Oh, wow. But Very similar names. Is he the demon barber of Bill's Mafia? <laughs> Stay tuned. Stay tuned. We'll find tune, out. Tune in next week. Um, <laughs> That's yeah, how you keep the people coming back right there. I don't know how to yeah. grade any of these guys because they're late-round picks. All of them are flyers. You just you look for traits, and you hope that one of them has a trait that they can just bring to the table. Um, like the Patriots say, do your job. Uh, yeah. If these guys can find a role on the team, that's a great pick. Uh, if they don't make the team, then whatever. So be it. Yep. Um, yeah, I think well that I think kind of brings us to a wrap on the Bills draft. Do you guys want to go to more general Bills offseason moves? We had quite a few of them this year. Um, I just this is more of a question for you guys. Where typically you keep six receivers on the team, it's pretty crowded at receiver. Who do you think is going to make the final roster? All right, so we have Bobby Foster. He's a lock. Probably. Um, we have Isaiah McKenzie. Bubble. Bubble player at this point, yeah. I would say even off the roster at this point. Right. Um, oh, yeah, I would say he'd be, he's, he's a cut. We brought in Cole Beasley from Dallas, who's uh, who's going to be on the roster. He's got a, what, three, four-year deal. Yeah, um, I mean, Beasley and Brown, I, yeah, I those, think. Those two are locks. I think I think, I think Robert Foster's going to yeah. be a lock, too, probably at this point, just because he's got good chemistry with Josh. 
Yeah. Um, and then, I think especially if, I mean, if you get rid of McKenzie, too, you have guys there to supplement that. Oh, yeah. You can, you can replace him, too. You can put Beasley back there. You well, can put, we have Andre Roberts. Roberts. He was yeah, signed exactly. as the yeah, that, that as well, yeah. So, pretty much, McKenzie is pretty much expendable at this point. Um, and then also, we brought in Duke Williams from the CFL. A lot of people mm-hmm. kind of like him. He's a bigger body. We don't necessarily mm-hmm. have a player like him other than him. Um, and then yeah. we also have, let's see, uh, damn. Zay I'm, Jones. Zay Jones, yes. Yeah. I think um, Zay's a lock, but this Zay's is, probably a, lock this is well. a huge prove-it year for him. I think yeah, the top think four for the Bills, is. and I don't know who's going to be the top dog for the Bills, but in the you're going to have Cole Beasley, you're going to have Zay in the slot and outside, and then for mm-hmm. your outside receivers, you're going to have Foster and uh, John Brown. Um, mm-hmm. I think if you, you can put all four of those guys on the field at the same time, you can have Zay Jones and Beasley in the slot. You're going to see more four wide receiver sure. sets this year, I think. It'll be interesting to see if Say Jones can take that step forward finally that we were waiting for. Um, I think if he struggles in camp and he doesn't get there, I would not be surprised if Bean pulls the plug on that. I agree. Um, and you'll see him get picked up maybe by some other team uh, that's just probably the Patriots. Yeah, uh, I mean, not always the Patriots, but I mean, typically. Uh, Unfortunately, too, I think Duke Williams, I, I am excited to see this guy, but I, I don't see him making same. anything more than the practice squad, unfortunately. You have Roberts, who was one of the best kick return men in the league last year. Mm-hmm. Um, they want to find spaces for these guys. Yeah, they want to focus on improving the special teams. He will make the team. Yeah, most likely. He's, yeah. he's very experienced in that regard. Uh, not so much as a receiver at this point anymore, but... Uh, mm-hmm. As a kick returner, he's one of the better ones in the league. And Absolutely. if we're keeping four running backs, then it limits you to five receivers. It's it's going to be a competition, which is not a problem. No, yeah, and that's what they really wanted. You think of all the other the, the last two real training camps, you've had competence kind of, but they've been like ones where you're like, okay, who's who is the are, of these two names I barely know. Which <laughs> one is going to be the starter in a couple weeks? Like, it's definitely looking better than last year. One, but yeah, it's it's they're more intense competitions where you're actually having the best player most likely win out. Now your only concern is, okay, did I let this one guy go that might end up being better? Um, I mean, that's that's the only real risk now that you have so much talent and and depth and a lot more positions than you had last year what i like about this group of receivers this year is at least you know from right right off the jump that they're going to be more competitive on the field like last year we had calvin Mm -hmm. benjamin as our top option going into the year Mm -hmm. and the guy just clearly just did not care and Mm -hmm. is probably gonna be out of the league this year um because of it absolutely I don't. Yeah. Th- I don't think he's going to make Kansas City. They have a lot more talent. Uh, well, mm-hmm. Terry Kill could pros- probably be out, but yeah. um, they just added you know, a guy too. They drafted his clone. Yeah, exactly. They drafted a carbon copy of Tyreek Hill. They got almost exactly the same weight and height, which is insane. <laughs> yeah, I don't <laughs> see Benjamin Tyreek. having a, a role with an Andy Reid offense at this point of his career. No. Oh, I, I think he barely had a role even when he was there last year. And, like, they, they traded for him or, or, well, signed him for a reason. And... I mean, you look at what he did. He didn't really do much last year. I mean, he only – I don't even think he had a touchdown. Uh, no, he, he didn't know. do much. He, like, uh, he had like four games maybe under his belt there and and, and really only saw probably about like 15 plays. But, uh, yeah, he, he, there's no doubt he'll be out of the league. But I think definitely that Bill's receiving room has gotten – much more mature and much more competitive. Um, you add Cole Beasley, he's older than you think. Um, and 
he's been around a team where they've done some things, but I haven't really been able to break through. And I think he still has that hunger and that um, maturity to kind of help out that receiver room in terms of these all these random guys in there now. You know, from a CFL standpoint, um, a young guy. There's 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 so much that they need in that room, and and there's finally a little bit of stability. I think you still need to at some point address that number one position if you don't have a guy maybe via trade um with the team that's looking to move on from a guy that that they don't want anymore you know like aj green or something if if the Bengals that would be pretty cool hill, <laughs> that would be phenomenal if they're uh, looking to rebuild it would be it would be incredible i mean you you'd never know what's going to happen and it's good to have a general manager running the team that's always open to take calls and isn't opposed to hearing out offers um i think that's going to help them down the road especially addressing that receiver position so the other major moves the Bills made in the offseason to me was just addressing the offensive line. We kind of talked about it a little bit earlier. We signed a bunch of guys in the line. Uh, we signed a tackle. We got uh, Ty Niseki. Is that how you say his name? Nitschke. Ty Nitschke. Uh, I honestly don't know how to play. So yeah, I think it's Niseki. Okay, whatever his name is, we signed him. Um, we got him on the team. Uh, yeah. He's been known as one of the better swing tackles in the league the last couple of years, mm-hmm. and last year, mm-hmm. starting in place of Trent Williams, I guess played pretty well. Um, we also signed Adrian Waddle, who's been around, he's been on a couple teams. I'm just gonna say I, I don't want him to make the team. He's he's got the next <laughs> Rachel Bush on his side, and I just I don't think I can handle it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um, I don't. I, have I heard honestly don't know if, if Waddle makes that team. Honestly, um, maybe not with Cody Ford in there. There's a lot of other guys out there, too. I mean, like Nishiki, that's a guy that's going to bring you more value than just uh, a big man um, that's quicker. And uh, I think that, you know, Ladrian Waddle is a cap casualty or cut at the end of the summer. We also brought in a couple of guards. Uh, John Feliciano, who started for the Raiders on and off. Uh, Spencer Long, who started for the Redskins and the Jets. And Mm -hmm. Quinn Spain, who was with the Titans. Uh... And then, obviously, the big signing on the offensive line this year was center Mitch Morse, who started his career with the Kansas City Chiefs and played pretty well for them. Uh, One of the Mm -hmm. biggest signings who pretty much set the market for centers um, at his price. Uh, I think he's a pretty good player, though. Absolutely. I think you get someone that's consistent in front of Josh Allen. That is the brains behind the offensive line and that's played with someone of the caliber of an MVP such as Patrick Mahomes I think that adding that to the offense was such a huge thing for Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott to do because they know how much that that plays a role into the you know success or failure of a franchise quarterback I think adding him onto there is is huge and from what I've heard about him is that he he was fantastic with the Chiefs and a lot of Chiefs fans were upset to see him go because he was a I mean he's not making any plays on the stat sheet but he's a big part of that that offensive success last year and how Patrick Mahomes was able to make checks at the line and and a guy that's be able that's able to you know communicate with him back and they they're on the same page and he's uh, finally going to be huge he's finally the pre- replacement for Eric Wood because we did not have that yeah. plan last year at all no yes. no yeah definitely did not have that last year it's huge for uh pat mahomes development so should be great for josh allen's um i think they knew they had to address center the center who uh played for cincinnati was also out there oh russell bodine yep um 
Mm-hmm. I mean, they had. He's still on the roster. But, um, no, there, there was a here. free agent, but yeah. regardless, I know he. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, forgot. He had a ton of money to spend. Sometimes you have to overspend to get good players to mm-hmm. Buffalo, and that's fine. It addressed mm-hmm. a huge need before the draft even commenced. Absolutely. A plus signing. That was that was probably off the top of my head. That was the best signing the Bills had this offseason. It's not a sexy signing, but it's a signing that is going to help the rest of the team and the rest of the offense out. Um, well, it could be a sexy signing if you like interior line play. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. Some people do. Big, um, big film guy. Uh, let's see. Who else did we get? We got... Really, those were the big signings. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, Tyler Croft, we touched on that a little bit earlier. Uh, we mm-hmm. brought back on the back end of the defense uh, EJ Gaines and Kevin Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um Johnson was a former first rounder, so the talent's there. He just never really put it together. I think if anyone could get the talent out of him, it's probably Sean McDermott, who's been a pretty good developer of defensive backs over yeah. his career. Johnson's interesting yeah. because he was a first round pick, but um, again, it was mostly injuries that kept him off the field. So yeah. sometimes you get a bad break like that, and you see a lot of guys turn it around on a second team. Even mm-hmm. on the Bills, for example, Jerry Hughes had the bus label turned it around. So. Mm-hmm. Even if he can just be a solid nickel or slot corner, that it's a good signing. Yeah, and it brings uh, more competition to the defensive backs because uh, now you have oh, yeah. obviously Trey White's a lock to start. Uh, Levi Wallace played really well last year, an undrafted free agent too. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you're adding in EJ Gaines and Kevin Johnson along with Teron Johnson. So I think this year there's a lot more depth. Um, you don't necessarily have to wait for that undrafted free agent to like come out and. You know, mm-hmm. make a huge impact. And the less the less I see of Ryan Lewis and uh, Lafayette Pitts, <laughs> Macklemore, and you saw Taron Johnson struggle a little bit last year too, being thrown into the fire essentially. Um, it's nice to have someone that has experience playing that left cornerback position, or, or sorry, right cornerback position. Um, but it's nice that you get EJ Gack, a guy that's familiar with the defense, familiar with the coordinator, familiar with the guys in the locker room. That's you add a little bit more camaraderie and. and uh, chemistry to that defensive secondary and that's going to go a longer way than it might it might seem all right so all right i guess we'll go into more like basic bills predictions and other mailbag questions that we had mm-hmm. so open up that mailbag boy. open up o- the mailbag open bag, i beg this is coming from my buddy Anthony. Shout out to Anthony, also known as Antoine. Um, Rich is opening chips. No, that's great. There's, no, this is the mailbag opening. Oh, it's mailbag opening. Thank oh, you so much. Oh, we should get a sound guy. I mean, I can, I can be the sound guy. That's fine. Hello. Well, we need a producer behind the scenes, is what you're saying. Yes. Yeah, we need a board boy. Yo, Pierre, you want to come Ryan in? Ryan Gates is for hire. <laughs> um, so, the Bills have opened in Vegas with an over under of six and a half wins. What are you guys going with? You going with the over or the under? I know uh, what I'm going, I'm going with. with the over. I'd say, I think they finish either eight and eight or seven and or, uh, and uh, nine and seven, maybe seven and nine. But um, I think that they're a better team than what Vegas believes. But I mean, Vegas is a is a place where they're trying to get you to bet on that. You know, trying to be like, no, you know, I don't think that's right. Let me bet the over. Or no, I think the Bills suck. Let me bet the under. They're trying to they're trying to get a reaction out of you. So I do think that that. You can take that with a grain of salt with their prediction, but um, I think they finish above that six and a half for sure. I would say I'm going over as well. Um, without looking at the schedule right in front of me, uh, I think the Bills are going to be in the eight and eight, nine, seven range. Uh, 
We're going to be better than last year, I think, for sure, just because we've added a lot of depth pretty much everywhere in the field. And you got to think that Josh Allen, with another year under his belt and an offseason as the starting quarterback, they're going to make some steps in the right direction. I don't, I don't see this team being worse than last year. Yeah, um, I'm going to go with the over as well. I went on the record yesterday of saying I can see the Bills <laughs> winning 11 games. With that being said, I think they're going to go 8-8. Eight and eight. Um, <laughs> Vegas, though, however, if you look at it. pull back those feelings. <laughs> if you look in history, um, Vegas freakishly knows what they're talking about and has scary, accurate predictions. I wouldn't be surprised they if the Bills it. won literally half a game and they hit the nail on the head. But, <laughs> but yeah, I'll take the over. I'll say 8-8. Eight and eight. Yeah. So our next question is, out of all the AFC East starting quarterbacks, will Joshua Allen have the most total touchdowns. That means rushing. That means uh, throwing. That means receiving if he gets on that. If he gets on a special teams touchdown, an offensive touchdown, is Josh Allen getting the most touchdowns of any quarterback in the AFC East? Can I take the lead on this one? Sure. No. Rich. Tom Brady still plays in the AFC East. Yeah, that's a, that's a big no, exactly. Tom Brady is still in the AFC East, and Joshua but Allen faces him twice a year in the AFC East, which is tough. But, um, yeah, I think that there's... I mean, he might have a better year, obviously, stats and touchdown-wise, but um, I still think it's really tough to beat out Tom Brady when the guy is still putting up big numbers. The guy's 42, he's so, I mean, 40s. Yeah. I mean... He's and 42. I, I what more can you say about him? He's 42. Still, yeah, he's still on the Patriots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I personally think uh, Sam Darnold is going to have a better year just because I, I like what the Jets did a lot this offseason, and I think they're going to be a really good team. Mm-hmm. As much as we dislike the Jets, yeah, I think that Sam Darnold may end up having a better year. Better than Josh Allen, better than Josh Rosen, most likely it's too. Yeah, but, well, you know, we also got Darnold, I, we got Fitz in there, too. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Rosen's not a guarantee of the starter. Um, true. I think Josh, be Josh is 100% going to get the most rushing touchdowns out of these quarterbacks, just because oh, yeah, be Rosen's not mobile. Uh, yeah. Tommy Brady's not mobile, and Darnold, I mean, I don't know. They have Le'Veon Bell. Why would they need Darnold to rush for a touchdown? Um, I don't know about you. I don't don't know many 42-year-old men that run as much as Tom Brady. I don't know many 42-year-old men. In general. One and yeah. That's true. Me as well. Or overrated system quarterbacks, but I know one. Tommy Brady. (laughs) So our next question, let's see. Um... Okay, this this comes from my buddy Evan. He he sent in a couple good questions. I have, shout out to Evan on the edge. Um, Evan, throw his handle the out there. Come on. Yeah, that's his handle. It's Evan on the edge. Oh wow, living life on the edge. Yes. Um, he said, looking at all the non-Bills offseason acquisitions, do you think there was one player that the Bills should have tried to reach out and get? Um, for me, I know the answer to this question, and it I think it's really the correct answer. Odell Beckham Jr. I wish we would have pulled the trigger on that trade. I don't know if we would give up a first round like we did, but we could have figured something out to maybe bring him in. That would have been incredible. Obviously, yeah. we'd all like Odell. He's a generational talent. Uh, more reasonable, though, I was really big on Tyrell Williams in the offseason. Um, I thought he was going to go to a team and compete for number one receiver. Obviously, now he's on Oakland behind Antonio Brown, um, but that would have been the guy I wanted to target. Yeah, um, obviously Oda Beckham would have been obviously an amazing signing, but you don't necessarily uh, have that sort of chance at a signing often. But uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I kind of agree with Connor, and and I wish that they would have maybe 
pull the. Tr- I don't know if they had a chance to even pull the trigger, or if there was just you know um, initial talks. But it would have been nice to get a guy that's the certified number one receiver on the team and and move that process ahead even further. And uh, that would have put a big push to what potentially Josh Allen could do this year. Right, and I mean he went to Cleveland, so it wouldn't have been another Antonio Brown scenario. The Giants, exactly. the Giants are a mess. It can't get worse. I think you could have offered the Giants Derek Anderson and a seventh round pick for Odell, and Gettleman would at least consider it because I don't, I honestly do not know what's going on in that guy's head. Gettleman gets those robocalls that he won a trip, and he gives them their, his social every time. <laughs> John Dorsey too, man. Oh, John Dorsey, I think is a great GM, but uh, he's a great GM. He just has some interesting uh, principles. Fair, fair enough. Um, so yeah, so Odell and Tyrell Williams. So I mean, really, the, what we wanted was like a number one type receiver. Uh, and mm-hmm. while we did make some steps to getting some talent in there, we still don't quite have a number one. But this is something that we can address in the future. Um, mm-hmm. We have a whole other draft next year. We'll see how that goes. Oh, they do um, this thing yearly. Yes, every year. <laughs> believe it or not. Wow. Um, the more you know. So we kind of talked about this earlier. Do you think the Bills should either drop or trade McCoy? Um, we all kind of said no to that, right? Yeah, we all touched yeah, on that I earlier. Think at this point, um, I, I was really thinking they were going to trade him last year at the deadline. I thought it was it was almost certain. Um, I think they they got some calls about him, but I don't think anything was enough to entice Brandon McMahon from him. Uh, you know, lose lose your main guy for the next year. Um, I definitely think, if anything, they'll end up keeping him. Uh, if some team is going to come out and wow Brandon Bean for a big offer, give him maybe a higher round pick, which is very unlikely. I think Bean would jump on that, but I don't think that offer ever comes. Yeah, he's probably not. at his lowest trade value right now mm-hmm. that he's ever been. Yeah, he's older, year, he's coming off a bad year. Mm-hmm. There's really no sense trading him right now. Highest, yeah. yeah, I agree. Um, all right, so the next one also comes from Evan on the Edge. He says... Think about the hardest you ever busted. How long did it take before we could stand up again? Um, well, when we drafted Edward Oliver, <laughs> I was able to stand within five minutes or so. Um, it took me about five minutes to process what had just happened, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I think I think uh, more recently uh, when I, when I was watching the the Blazers versus the Thunder game Ooh, five. That's a good one. Um, the Damian Lillard game. Yeah, just watching watching Nurk on the TV and seeing his face and seeing the crowd go wild, and then all of a sudden the Blazers come back and drain a three with Lillard. That was the best buzzer beater I've ever seen in my life. It, it, I don't think I'll, I'll ever see another one that's as good or even close. That was just incredible. It was just savage. Me, me, myself, I have personally never busted. Um, When I get any urge or temptation, I channel that energy and I pray. <laughs> uh, thank you for Evan for those three questions. Uh, I'm glad that we could answer all of those with great confidence. <laughs> all right, so this is coming from, I believe, my buddy Tony. Shout out to Tony. Oh What's wait, up, never mind. This is not from Tony. I don't know who this is from. Oh, it's my from my my buddy Chris, who's a doctor. Shout out to Chris, the doctor. He's a doctor. What's yes. A uh, he's a doctor of physical therapy. Very nice. Um, he asked. Who's going to win this backup quarterback job? We have a, a three-way battle uh, between Derek Anderson, who... Is he still actually on the team? He's still on the team, yeah. That is insane to me. Um, I guess he's a McDermott guy through and through, though. Uh, we have Matthew Barkley, uh, who is Saquon Barkley's older brother. 
Um, and we also have uh, UB standout Tyree Jackson, who is six foot seven and has a rocket arm. Who do you got winning that second job? Uh, I still have Matt Barkley winning that second job. As much as I believe Tyree Jackson is a great quarterback, I think it's really Barkley's job to lose. And at this point, once uh, Anderson is going to be most likely gone after training camp, Anderson really right now is just an assurance policy in case someone tragic happens. But um, I think that also Barclay just a good guy to have in there for training camp. Yeah, uh, he's a guy that those guys can learn from. You keep Jackson on your practice squad. You keep him there, getting better and learning more of a pro-style system. And uh, Barkley ends up winning that job, the second job. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think the three vets are, well, the two vets are going to make the team. Um, Tyree will be on the practice squad, although I'd, I'd like to see him win the backup job. He's, you know, Josh Allen's size, got a rocket arm. We've heard it all before. Um, Does he look good in shorts? I'm sure he looks great. <laughs> Um, what's ironic is that um, he was going to transfer from UB before entering the draft, so he was like, "Yeah, I'm out of Buffalo," and then they just suckered him right back in. But hey, you got to take what you can get, yeah. and when it comes to the NFL, um, yeah, I think he's going to be maybe a practice squad guy. But either way, I'm excited that we down the road have he him. can be on the team. I mean, it's good. Yeah, it's good to get those guys and just see what they have rather than you know let another team run away with him and he ends up being pretty decent. Especially a local guy like that, too. Uh, they're familiar with the area, so it's an easier transition. Let's be real. He's never been out of Amherst. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> He's only been to the Ale House. Yeah. Ale House. Uh, he's only been to it Elmo's. It was for water. It wasn't for a beer. An iced tea. Oh, he would never even dream of having a beer before if a If he ever dreamt of having a Deep Edward Oof. and iced tea... He would deep Edward Oliver and Ice Team. <laughs> deep Edward Oliver. Um, so Christopher has another question for us, and it was why wasn't receiver addressed in the draft? Um, to me, I think what happened was after our first three slash four picks, the quality of receivers wasn't quite there for the Bills. Um, a lot of the guys went a little bit earlier than expected. I think Annie Isabella was a guy that went a little bit earlier than I thought. Um, and early second round. He went before DK Metcalf, which was surprising. Um, mm-hmm. And I just think like a lot of those guys weren't there because like, uh, after we drafted Knox and Terry, the next best receiving option was probably Hakeem Butler, who a lot of people were really high on. He went mm-hmm. f- fourth round first pick to the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. So I think after them, that's it's a real, real big drop-off in talent. Um, mm-hmm. It's just kind of a shot in the dark at that point. Yeah, I, I don't buy into first-round receivers. They just If you look in the last five, six years... There's very few that have panned out. They take too long to develop. There's too many more glaring needs, and it's a crowded position for the Bills right now. Absolutely, I agree. Um, I think that they did not take receiver because their guy or their guys on their board were not available when they had a chance to. They had other needs. They went for Albert because he was the best player available for what they needed. Um, and I, from what I've heard, uh, they really were high on AJ Green and AJ Brown. Or sorry, AJ Green, AJ Brown. Yeah, I'm just really hoping for that AJ Green trade. I guess um, AJ, AJ Brown. Uh, he was really high on their board, and he was gone before they had a chance really to address that. And Green, you've seen, he's not really willing to take a reach on guys unless it's a position they really, really need to address. They have so many guys in the room already that they don't even know what they can do with this team. You have new guys. You have 
uh, CFL receiver. You have people on there that you don't even know what they're going to be able to do yet, and why waste a pick on a guy earlier that you might not have as much confidence in? Yeah, I mean, this draft, too, was just loaded with defensive talent. I couldn't see them mm-hmm. going offense. It would just be a luxury pick for a team. Mm-hmm. Granted, if we were picking 20-32, to 32, fine, you can take a chance at a luxury pick. But so next year when we're picking 32, uh, it would be a perfect time to draft a receiver. Oh, when we trade with the Super Bowl champs. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like if, if Nikhil Harry had fallen all the way down to where the Bills were taking in the second round, I think that they might have gone for him. But I... Patriots. I mean, it's you will never know. They drafted are, them. Are we going to talk about the Patriots draft? Because I have an opinion on it. Uh, well, as it turns out, I have no more mail questions. Uh, if you'd like to talk about the Patriots draft, we definitely can. Go ahead. Um, contrary to what the national media is saying, not just being a homer as well, I, I didn't like the Patriots draft. Their biggest need was tight end. They didn't mm-hmm. draft tight end. Um, everyone's big on Nikhil Harry. I did like him coming out of college. But mm-hmm. typically that offense is very complex, and mm-hmm. rookies don't play much. Mm-hmm. Um, they took Damian Harris, the running back out of Alabama, making probably their 11th running back on the team, and he can't yeah. catch. Yeah, The Patriots need running backs who can catch, and he can't. I, I was not a fan of the draft for them. So they also got... Uh, Joe Joan Williams Joe, from Vanderbilt. Yeah, uh, he's like a six foot three corner who mm-hmm. a lot of people liked. Um, that's another. I guess the death pick though, because they do have good corners. Uh, you know, they have obviously Stephon Gilmore, who's mm-hmm. a really good player. As much as that pains me to say it, mm-hmm. um, you it know, they have mm-hmm. they have they had a couple guys last year that stepped up. Um, uh, J. C. Jackson was a guy that stepped up a mm-hmm. bit. Uh, Jonathan Jones was another guy, and uh, I don't know. I think this guy could be pretty talented. Uh, they also got Chase Winovich from, I do like that pick. from I Michigan, that was, who I think that was probably their best pick. He's a good guy in the third round. He's their guy that you could see being their long-term you know, linebacker. That's their blue-chip player that Belichick he, always has. He had on. better yeah. stats than Rashawn Gary on the opposite mm-hmm. side. Yeah, uh, I guess he's very athletic, too, which goes contrary to the, the classic white guy with a high motor. He's actually very athletic. Um, they also they got a they got a couple of linemen who uh, the Patriots are the best team in the league in developing linemen. Um, and then the only other notable pick to me was Jer- Jared uh, Stidham from Auburn, who could possibly be the the next backup quarterback that will get traded for four years and right. four years for a second round pick. <laughs> I mean, what about their punter position too? You know, Belichick is so high on special teams and Bills, they drafted a punter. Bills took a yeah, uh, Jake Bailey. Um, they ever since the, the the Bills took over uh, Cody Bajorkas or whatever, however you say that, Cody Borholes. Uh, Bo- <laughs> Cody Borholes. That's what we like to call him in in, uh, in back here in Buffalo. Pomona. Yeah. Uh, no, it's interesting. Whenever uh, the Patriots do draft guys, they kind of draft them with a purpose in mind, whether it's short term or long term. Most likely, it's long term. So, a lot of their picks are not maybe. The mo- they didn't really make the most sense short term, but uh, they do tend to look towards that future and see, okay, some of these guys are, are aging and some of these holes we need to fix. But I, I was really almost uh, confused why they didn't draft that at, at tight end. Yeah, they, they, they that really needed to address safety, it. Safety, I think it, yeah. Um, you know, I'm going to say two things. I think Nikhil Harry 
can do a lot of the stuff that they had Gronk doing because they wouldn't always line Gronk up as a classic mm-hmm. tight end. They, they'll move him around. Mm-hmm. Nikhil Harry is just going to be a big body who can go up and get the ball. Mm-hmm. So he, in a way, is your Gronk replacement. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. he's he's not going to replace the the blocking and the other stuff that Gronk does. But mm-hmm. I think that that is going to help from the blow of Gronk. Uh, it mm-hmm. remains to be seen whether he's going to be a big impact though. And also, I think creating separation could be an issue for mm-hmm. him here. Um, beyond that, uh, my other take on this is it does not matter who the Patriots draft because they're going to the Super Bowl. Uh, this <laughs> yeah, that's um, a I, guarantee. I'm not going to take credit for saying that because I heard it on the Ringer NFL show recently. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really does not matter what they do. They're mm-hmm. they're going to be one of the best teams in the AFC again this year. Yeah. And as and far as the draft goes, I mean, winners and losers is so hard to determine. Mm-hmm. Like, if Arizona hits on Kyler Murray, they won the draft. In 2012, when Russell Wilson was drafted in third round, Seattle won the draft. Mm-hmm. You can't say who won the draft right now. Exactly. In, in three years, you can at least get a better idea of who is winning the draft or who won the draft. Mm-hmm. I mean, think um, of how many people thought the Bills won the draft when they drafted Reggie Ragland in right. that year. They, everyone yeah, thought, that didn't work oh out my well. goodness, uh, the Bills had the best draft ever. And how amazing they got all these steals. And you look, what are those guys now? If Josh Rosen is the starting quarterback for Miami in the next eight years... Miami won this draft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, this actually is a nice segue. We can talk about the rest of the AFC East because sure. I had both the Jets and the Dolphins as two teams that I thought had a notable or, you know, like a, a noteworthy uh, offseason. Um, mm-hmm. The Dolphins, obviously, they bring in Josh Rosen for a second-round pick. I personally think that's a really, really good move because this was a guy that Arizona traded up for last year to get in the top ten. Um, and it's a it's a really low risk. You only giving up a second round pick for a guy who is still even after a bad rookie season, he's really highly thought of. Um, mm-hmm. I really like that move for them. Um, you're betting on a guy with, with with a low price, and you know he's going to be making like a one million dollars a year pretty much for the next couple of years. It's insane. And they also yeah, brought is. in Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, they did. They got some some insurance there uh I, I i like the rosen trade for them as well too because you really gave up almost nothing to get a guy that was so sought after last year in the first round and and people were you know some people were even saying he was going to go number one or number two um and to get a guy that you know traded barely anything for um is huge and they just found themselves in such an advantageous position where arizona is looking to unload a guy like that uh that's huge when they can just pick them up easily um i can't think of another example of that happening yeah i i honestly can't either yeah I, just... I did hear on the radio today this is the f- second time ever a team has drafted quarterbacks in consecutive years in the first round i can't think of the other time <laughs> i think co- it was the first i think it was the only time ever uh, they said second i could be That's wrong they could be wrong they but might have been, they could they might have been wrong i was wondering if either of you guys knew offhand i, I thought not. it was the first time ever a uh, team has drafted a quarterback in the first round either way it has not happened very top, often top 10 uh, top, yeah. Um, you know, I also like the Dolphins' first pick a lot, uh, Christian Wilkins. That was a guy that was tied to the Bills a little bit, too. Yeah. Um, I think we got a better version of him with Ed Oliver, but I think Christian Wilkins could be a really, really good player for him. And he pretty much replaces Sue, who they lost last year. Um, mm-hmm. I think he can do kind of similar things. He's going to be very disruptive at the line, both in the run and pass game. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I think the Dolphins are pretty much a lock for fourth place in the AFC East. I feel like they made the least amount of moves and I think they kind of had the least amount of talent to begin with. You know, I think they're a team that 
is almost like the Bills last year, where they're rebuilding. They have new coaches. They have Brian Flores there now. They they have a new quarterback. They have, it's, there's so many new pieces there and younger guys. They could do some things. They could be like the Bills last year, six and ten or so. Um, uh, but I think long they've made some some really good moves. As much as I I hate to see the Dolphins succeed, they they made some good moves in this draft. And I just want to see one team trade. knock off the Pats. I don't care which yeah. of the AFC East teams it is. Obviously, I prefer the Bills, but if the Dolphins yeah. suggest to it, I'd be fine with that. Yeah, Dolphins definitely got the tank label this offseason, mm-hmm. but um, I think trading for Josh Rosen shows that they're not tanking. They're not tanking. They just wanted to, you know, new regime, similar to the Bills mm-hmm. of a couple years ago, new regime, get those old expiring contracts out of there. Uh, and, you know, if Rosen work out, he's going to once again probably get his successor drafted in the first round. Yeah, a lot of good quarterbacks crazy. next year. Also, I do have the answer to the somewhat trivia question. The, what is the answer for us? The Colts in 1982 took Art Schliller, and then the next year uh, drafted John Elway. And then traded John Elway to the Broncos. Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Uh, that's I understand why we didn't remember that, because none of us were alive at that time. Loophole. Loophole. Um, I got a question for you guys. Yeah. Are the Dolphins in a better spot at the quarterback position, or actually in general... With Ryan Fitzpatrick and Josh Rosen at quarterback than they were last year with Ryan Tannehill at quarterback. Yes. Yeah, I agree because you had Brock Oslo, the Brock Lobster backing up Tannehill last year. That's a very um, safe backup. Fitzpatrick is at least, I mean, in his age is still, you know, I don't know if you guys know he went Harvard and wears a wedding ring, but um, at least <laughs> in his age, he... Uh, is he, he 41, though? That's the biggest question I have. In a way. Uh, is he 41? No. Um, but... He will be. I... I Eventually, I think they're in a good Maybe. position. I think they are definitely better than last year. What um, what concerns me is that they have inexperience coaching them. With uh, I think their offensive coordinator is like Chad O'Shea, and uh, I was just looking to um, their quarterbacks coaches, Jim Caldwell. So there is a guy with experience there. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how Rosen actually forms because you, you have a whole new coaching staff. You have a whole new system, whole new city team. It's going to be a lot for him to handle. And if he's able to get through that, uh, that's pretty miraculous. But um, if he's not, that's pretty expected, I'd say. I mean, they got out of a huge contract with Tannehill, too. They were paying him, I believe, $80 million over the tenure. Um, yeah. He was never very good. Injury history. Um, typically, they've been on like a win-now scenario. Like when Tannehill went out, they went to find Jay Cutler. It just hasn't worked out. So it's good that they're finally looking long-term. Not good for Bills fans, but good for the Dolphins franchise. Yeah, they're really definitely wonder, rebuilding. I really wonder what Tennessee was thinking, though, getting him. Oh, Mariota's made of glass. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, yeah. I, I see <laughs> Tennessee going after being not that great of a team. Um, next year's quarterbacks coming out are very good. Are they tied to Mariota long-term right now? Uh, they have the option next year. Same as James Winston. Ah, uh, yes, the fifth-year option, yeah. Um, Aren't they on fifth-year option? I think no, they did. They did uh, I think they did renew that, though, because you have to renew it. Yeah, this uh, is their option year, so okay. they have to come to a deal. So, yeah, they could they could definitely move on from him uh, after this year. I feel like they might just because he's shown something, but he hasn't really shown a lot in the last few years, and he gets hurt all the time. So I don't know if you'd want to really commit to him long-term. Side note, going back to Tannehill, I'm honestly uh, surprised the Ravens didn't just come in and make him a tight end. 
<laughs> oh, the Ravens could use a tight end. The Ravens love tight ends. <laughs> the Ravens love tight ends. Aging receivers. I mean, that's what I mean. Tannehill was a receiver. Uh, change him to tight end. Send him to Baltimore. He's got some good size too. He's probably like six four. Can run. Yeah, made of bone, made of glass. Glass yeah. bones. <laughs> I they I mean they had uh what's his name? They had Todd Heap, he was a uh, injury prone. They had uh what's his name? The guy that Flacco always threw to. Pitta. Dennis Pitta. Oh, Dennis Pitta. Also made of glass. So I mean yes. there you go. That, I mean the guy that Flacco always threw to. Also for you know, as much shade as we're throwing at Baltimore, they draft better than almost any team. I think they're very And I loved their draft as well. Mm-hmm. Was it the, was this year the last draft of Ozzie Newsom or was that last, last year? Last year, actually, I think that was last year. Yeah. So uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how all these guys shape up though in this year draft. It'll be. It's there's a lot of guys in this draft where it's like, in, um, they're very intriguing situations where you're like, is this going to succeed or is this not? Whereas like, they're not the huge name players that we're used to seeing on you know on the draft board. So it'll be it'll be interesting. Um, so our last team, AFC East is obviously the New York Jets. Mm-hmm. And they had one of the flashiest off-seasons in the NFL, I would say. Um, you bring in Le'Veon Bell. That's a really big deal, I think. Uh, you bring in C.J. Mosley, who's a pretty good inside linebacker. And then they had a couple more under-the-radar signings with uh, Jamison Crowder at wide receiver. He can, he can be like a slot guy or a stretch-the-field deep threat kind of guy. He's a little smaller, but they got him on a good deal. He's still young, too. And also they added Kaleji Semele from the Raiders, who mm-hmm. a few years ago was considered to be one of the best guards in the league. Um, I guess he's lost a lot of weight over the last few years, though, because he, he's thinking mm-hmm. about life after football, so I don't know if he's a long-term guy for them. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, getting Quinn and Williams at three was a pretty good pick. He's going to be an impact player right away for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Best player yeah, in the draft. The thing with the thing with uh, the Jets though is yeah they got a lot of bigger players and and, and good name with the defense especially with Mosley but I still think they they should have addressed the offensive side of the ball more. They need um, offensive line pretty bad. Yeah, it was it was almost surprising that they didn't address that offensive line as much as they did. And you had Le'Veon Bell, that's great when he's a talent, but the league is such a passing league at this point, and Le'Veon Bell is essentially gonna be a receiver for for Sam Donald. And yeah, he's gonna put up yardage, but um, I think they really should have gone more at the receiver position too in this offseason. Yeah, it was interesting. Just had a lot of money to spend. Um, I don't necessarily mm-hmm. think the receivers they had are, are bad. You know my feelings no. on uh, yes. Bobby Anderson. Oh, Bobby Anderson. Oh. Six four. Bobby he can run. Ooh, Bobby A. You got Quincy and Nunwa. They had like Jameson Nunwa. Crowder. Um, mm-hmm. They have good names. It's just a. Uh, I feel like they don't have that guy yet. Though. Yeah, and they don't have the consistency out of any of those guys. Yet. Real similar to the Bills, though. Young quarterback. Yeah, Let's just exactly. stack them with weapons and see who mm-hmm. comes out on top. I feel like the Jets are going to be right there with the Bills, uh, on kind of on the wild card bubble, um, where they're going to be like eight and eight, nine and seven. I'm going um, ten and six playoff spot. You think wild card? You think the Jets are going to be wild card? Jets. Uh, you believe in Samuel Darnold? Huh? I'm very high on Darnold more than most people. I think Darnold is going to have a good year. I, I definitely can see him having a great year. Um, it'll be interesting, though. I mean, they're such a iffy team, and people are very high on them already. Um, three primetime games. I think two of them are at home. Wow. Uh, well, I think one New York team on, on TV is going to be the better one to watch this year. Yeah, True. yeah exactly. Yeah, the Giants are not that team this year. And I like all. the uniforms. I like the change. I, I, it'll be 
Uh, I don't know yet. I gotta see him. I gotta see him in, in play first. That's true. I really have an opinion. Because some uniforms look sick uh, when they come out, and then you see them on the field, and you're like, that doesn't look as good. Like the Jaguars last year. They looked kind of cool. Um, Didn't they change them again this year? Are they thinking about it or something? Jaguars? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think you can change them that often. I think you have to Probably wait four not. years. Yeah. Are we doing uh, playoff predictions at any point here? Oh, we definitely can. Uh, I, I have a couple other teams I'd like to speak about, though, if... If you guys cool with yes, that. absolutely. Yes, King. Um, yes, yes, King. King. Uh, so the other New York team, the New York Giants, um, had a little Giants. as bad as an offseason as I can remember for a team. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. you don't win games in the offseason, but um, if you're looking to try to win games in the offseason, they didn't do it. They didn't do a good job of doing that. Uh, yeah. You trade away it's Odell almost... Beckham, uh-huh. Daniel Jones at six, which. Uh, me and uh, Seward Dwayne over here watched the draft in person. I burst out laughing pretty loudly when they drafted Daniel Jones. Um, mm-hmm. Although I'm sure many people did that when the Bills drafted Joshua Allen. So you mm-hmm. never know, but I don't think Daniel Jones is a, a guy that anyone was going to take in the top ten. They could have waited until yeah. 17 and had Dwayne Haskins or Daniel Jones if they really needed him or wanted him. Mm-hmm. And then they, they drafted uh, Dexter Lawrence. Not a bad pick. At pick 17. Uh, he, I, I think he's a fine player, but the... the they had the same guy, Snacks Harrison, before, and they traded him. Uh, you're getting a guy who's mm-hmm. 340 pounds, is going to be a run stuffer, when the rest of the league is going towards a smaller defensive tackle who can pressure the pocket. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think he's a guy that I would draft at 17. And then they traded up yeah. again for DeAndre Baker, who I think was their best pick of the draft, to be honest. Uh, he's a pretty good feisty corner, but... Uh, I don't know. With three draft picks, they probably should have done a little bit better than what they did. I think honestly, the the Giants since Gettleman has taken over, it almost makes me feel way better about the Bills' yeah. <laughs> chances with Bean. Um, thankfully, he doesn't take after his mentor. Um, but the Giants, to me, they're really like the Raiders last year. They they address a bunch of needs that don't really make sense and that kind of are backwards. You know, signed Jordy Nelson last year. Giants signed Golden Tate. Golden Tate's a great receiver, but Eli Manning is at the talent of his career. And they had Odell Beckham. Yeah, why do you trade Odell and inside <laughs> yeah. Golden Tate? Mm-hmm. And you, it, it, they just don't make sense right now. They're going towards a more run-heavy team with Gettleman. He's an old-school football guy. And, and I mean, Saquon I Barkley is very, very talented, but taking mm-hmm. him at number two like they did last year instead of getting a guy like Arnold or whoever, it doesn't, doesn't matter who they picked, uh, you can find a really good running back later in the draft than second overall. Yeah. You can't find someone yeah, like Saquon Barkley. However, the guy's going to get the box stacked against him all year. He's not going to be gonna worth be it because Daniel Jones yeah. is a couple years away from being able to start. So Saquon Barkley's not going to help him on his first rookie deal. And then you're going to be paying him a lot of money beyond that, if he even makes it that yeah. far, because running backs are they're so iffy. To, yeah, 400 you know, touches last year almost. Yeah, if he's going to do that a year, he's not going to have that long of a career. I'm sorry. Even even if you're no. as athletically gifted as His thigh is nearly as freakish as mine. At some point, yeah. I've read <laughs> somewhere that Saquon Barkley has 36-inch thighs, which is bigger than my waist. And that's yeah. saying something. Whoa there, brother. <laughs> I have a size 33 waist for all you listeners out there. Um, so, yeah, that's the Giants. In a similar vein to the Giants. Uh, it's an unironic. You I mentioned mean, the Raiders. Talking about Giants. They also were in a similar position where they had a lot of first-round picks. And a little confusing what they did. Uh, they took yeah. Clellan Farrell at pick four, who... By all accounts, is a, is going to be a pretty good NFL player. 
you just mm-hmm. didn't see a lot of chatter about him going that high. Uh, I thought Josh yeah. Allen would have been a better pick better at that fit. point. Um, I think Ed Oliver would have been a better pick, even though they've invested in that in the, into the defensive tackle spot uh, in the draft. Um, but I mean, I don't know. He just didn't didn't really seem like a f- the fourth overall pick to me. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I, yeah. Go ahead, Rich. I see the I see the Raiders just um, having a flop of a year. I mean, I I don't understand why people are very high on them. I get it. Antonio Brown is a great receiver, but Derek Carr hasn't really impressed the last. And few he doesn't years throw downfield. Not his contract. No, he's he a West Coast passing he's not quarterback. Very great downfield, yeah. And <clears throat> he, he, it's it'll it'll be surprising if they playoffs. It will be oh, I don't think they're the playoffs. People are high on them. They were four and twelve teams. Yeah, much. Gruden and Mayock clearly had no plan going to the offseason. No, you you don't not, trade no. Khalil Mack and Amari Cooper. You're immediately looking for their replacements. Um, and they yeah. That. I mean, if you're looking to rebuild, you don't go out and sign Antonio Brown. He's thirty one. Um, yeah, I do like their draft, exactly. but it's also very clear that Mayock and Gruden only, only watch, watch the national, national championship. Yeah. It's the only game they watch because yeah. almost every player is from Alabama or Clemson. And then every year in the draft, they yeah. do this thing where. They see if a, a GM takes a player they have no film on. So Mayock, mm-hmm. formerly being on the draft, was the first one to ever successfully do it. So he basically just took a seventh-round pick on a guy just to have fun. And <laughs> I don't know. The Raiders are improved. They're backwards. Um, yeah, you could tell that they they let them, they made a guest leave the room the last That's insane. Before. That is insane. Yeah. I've you can never really heard that. tell that's what happened judging on that that draft. I do think though, You're like Jacobs, the running back, um, he's going to have a real good year. Yeah. Um, I, I think that was probably their best <laughs> pick. Um, even though I don't necessarily believe you should take a running back in the first round, uh, he's a no, he's I, I def- he was definitely the best running back available. My Abrams opinion, good too. Yeah. The safeties. They didn't need a safety though. They just signed Lamarcus Joyner, and they also have Carl Joseph, who they drafted in the first round a couple years ago. Um, typically busted on first round picks though. Not literally. Yeah, I mean, Carl Joseph isn't anything special, but it's they're kind of the similar players. They're kind of in the in the box safeties that uh, I just don't see. I don't know working out that well. Yeah. Um, also, yeah. I think one of their worst moves, and I don't think he's necessarily a bad player, but why are you giving a um, letting EJ Manuel go? No, 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 no. <laughs> no Nate Peters. Why are you giving Trent Brown the biggest contract for a left tackle in the NFL? Uh, he started uh, one year for the Patriots, who, like I said earlier, are the best team at developing offensive line. Mm-hmm. You're giving him the biggest contract for one year of play, and that's that's mm-hmm. just insane to me. I don't I don't see the the value in that. Obviously, left tackle is a very important position, but the last team that did that was the Giants with Nate Soldier, and he didn't mm-hmm. play that good last year for them. No. And uh, I think, I mean, the Giants have had such such bad luck with the offense. Bad luck just inept people they are running big dumb. their offense. And they still have Tom Cable running their offensive line. He was practically run out of Seattle because the Seahawks' offensive line was so pitiful. And now you have him and two TV analysts essentially running the team. And that's how How do you see success with that team? Tom Cable's a, a horrible They just got to get the big names in there for the Vegas move. It's it, yeah. I think that's a little – people aren't looking at that as much as they should. Mm-hmm. Got to get fans in the seats to make money. They decided Tyrell Williams too, which is their best signing in my opinion. Yeah. Oh yeah, they uh, they signed Paul uh, Gunther as their defensive coordinator too, who just kind of a head scratching move, I remember. Yeah, I think Gruden. You can tell he was out of football for ten years, and Mayock. You can tell he was an analyst for quite a while. 
this team just has no direction. Yeah, exactly. Let's see. So now that we've uh, really talked about some negative off-seasons with the Raiders and the Giants, uh, we talk about some positive ones. I'm going to tell you who had my favorite off-season of any team. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, this might be a spicy take. I don't know. I really liked what the Cardinals did in the draft this year. I agree. I thought they had a my favorite draft. I think they had the highest draft grade. Um, so obviously giving up on Rosen after one year and taking quarterbacks two years in a row is a really iffy strategy. But mm-hmm. I really do like Kyler Murray's game. Um, I think he's a really good fit for the way the NFL is going. Um, I don't want to say he's as good as Baker Mayfield, but he plays a little bit similarly to Baker Mayfield. And obviously they're in the same offense, same same coach. And Patrick then, Mahomes as well. Yeah. And that's been a lot of success. Cliff Kingsbury um, has a lot of experience with this type of offense too. So you're, you're pairing Kyler Murray with Kingsbury, who's probably going to get the best out of him. And then they also drafted Andy Isabella, who is a guy that people were high on, and Hakeem Butler. And also mm-hmm. Byron Murphy, who is a pretty good prospect at corner. Um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I really like their draft. Uh, they also got Zach Allen, who's a pretty highly thought of edge rusher from Boston College. And another mm-hmm. guy that really fell um, that a lot of people didn't expect was Deontay Thompson, who was a starter for Alabama the last couple of years. I think they really knocked it out of the park with their with the draft picks, and I think they're putting Kyler Murray in a good spot here. Yeah, I... Uh... I definitely liked what the Cardinals did. They went out. They addressed the needs that they wanted to address. They weren't afraid to... I mean, you think of how many teams in the past might have had a new coach come in and were afraid to really make a move and, and move on from a guy that they just got so recently. They weren't afraid to do that. They knew what they wanted to do. And they they went out and did it. They they got Kyler Murray. They got some guys that are going to make a big impact for them. Um, one draft I liked partially, um, but not fully, um, was the 49ers. They had mm. some big players come in in the draft with Nick Bosa, <clears throat> especially. Um, I They got Debo Samuel, too. Um, I think it'll be interesting because the, they didn't have a sexy draft. They didn't really address any defensive secondary. That's what they needed so bad. Have. But um, I, I do think that adding those bigger players, uh, you still have Garoppolo, that we almost still haven't really seen what he can do at all um, in San Francisco. I mean, barely barely played there. Um, it'll be interesting to see if those moves, those supplemental moves, are going to be okay with with the guys that they already had essentially going into last year for what some thought could be one of their breakout seasons. Yeah, I liked both teams' off seasons. Um, Cardinals, great draft, in my opinion. Kingsbury can really develop quarterbacks. He got a perfect quarterback for his run and shoot. He had Pat Mahomes before, uh, Coach Baker Mayfield, um, stacked up at receiver. They're going to be competing for fourth and next year, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, They're at least looking better than they were last year. Absolutely. The Niners, mm-hmm. um, I continue to be on the team that if the Niners have a healthy Jimmy Garoppolo, they are mm-hmm. a dark horse Super Bowl contender. Yeah, that's a. I think that's a bold prediction right there. Brother. Great coaching staff, great mm-hmm. quarterback. Um, their defensive line is now uh, their defensive one of the best. Be Joseph mm-hmm. should have been the odds-on number one pick. Nick Bosa. Mm-hmm. Nick Bosa. Excuse Nick Bosa. me. And they also added D uh, Ford from uh, Kansas City, yeah. who although he made a really bad play in the Super Bowl, had a career year last year. Um, yeah. And if he if he's healthy, he's one of the better pass rushers in the league. And they have now mm-hmm. a slew of first-round picks on the D-line. Too many. Mm-hmm. DeForest Buckner, yeah, you got who had 12 sacks guys. last year from the interior. That's impressive. 
mm-hmm. Eric Armstead, who's just a solid guy at this point, and they have Solomon Thomas still, who's there's been some trade rumors around with him. Uh, he is still pretty talented, though. Last year in the uh, training camp, they also lost Jarek McKinnon as well. So they have him exactly. coming back, and they also added Tevin Coleman, and they have Matt Breda. Um, and uh, I don't know that they had a, I think, a pretty good offseason. They also added Quan Alexander. Yeah, uh, that was a big. My biggest question for them is you brought it up, you touched on it briefly. Uh, why didn't they go after the secondary? They they drafted two wide receivers with Debo Samuel, who I think is going to be pretty good. He he kind of plays like back at the receiver position, which is to me a positive. Um, they also drafted Jalen Hurd, who is a former running back in his playing receiver. Now they want to use him as a running back receiver tight end hybrid. He's six foot four, um, very mm-hmm. athletic. But I just feel like they could have drafted like a safety or a corner. Because beyond Richard Sherman, yeah, I agree with they're that. pretty iffy. Um, and even Sherman with age. Sherman's injuries. old. Yeah. Yeah. Some people like Jaquiski Tart, um, but beyond those two, like it's a, it's a little iffy. Mm-hmm. I mean, they still have a Keller Witherspoon out there from I think it was a two, couple of years ago. He drafted. He had um, a rough second year, though, from what I hear. Yeah. Um, not a great year. Yeah. Um, I think they have some pieces in place, but yeah, I, I'm not quite sure why they didn't go And there. I mean, they must be comfortable with what they have. Um, but again, that doesn't mean you shouldn't address it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I still like what they did. I think they're going to be right there competing with the Rams for the division. Um, I, I think Seattle is still something they have to. They're going to have to get over. But uh, I mean, Seattle has been realistic. sort of thin the last few years. It's been mostly Russell Wilson. Hmm. If you think about it, really, the NFC West had quite the draft with the guys that, I mean, those names that are going out there, too. I mean, Dan Metcalf going to the Seahawks. I love that pick they at 64. That's a bigger, great pick. Yeah. They had some, some bigger names going there. So um, that whole division is going to be interesting in the next couple of years if, you know, if golf sticks around in L.A. and doesn't dip for a big contract, which I doubt would happen. Um, I would be shocked. It's going to be an interesting division to watch the next couple of years. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, a couple teams that I, we could go through pretty quickly here. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the Redskins did a lot better than I expected in the draft. Because uh, they said Dan Snyder was going to do the draft, which to me is a mm-hmm. major red flag. But honestly, yeah. I thought he did a really good job. Uh, you get Haskins at 15. They didn't panic, and they got a guy who a lot of people like. Uh, I don't know if Haskins will be great. I could definitely mm-hmm. see him being a good quarterback for them. And they have Case Keenum, too, still, mm-hmm. uh, so they don't have to rush him. They also traded up for Montez Sweat, who they got in the 20s, which to me is incredible, even if he has uh, health issues and some, I guess, off-the-field stuff. The guy's 6'6 and runs a 4-4. He could be an absolute terror from the defensive end spot Mm -hmm. um, or whatever they're playing, linebacker. It doesn't matter. He's the passer. They also got uh, Bryce Love in the the fourth round Mm -hmm. and Kelvin Mm -hmm. Harmon, who was a guy that a lot of people thought could be a second-round pick. In the sixth round at mm-hmm. wide receiver, he's a big body. Mm-hmm. He might struggle with some separation, but he's at least going to be able to go up and get the ball for uh, whoever's playing mm-hmm. the quarterback position for them the next year. Mm-hmm. I think the yeah the Redskins draft on paper probably is one of the best drafts in the league uh, this past year. Um, I I don't necessarily buy the notion that Dan Snyder was running the draft. I think that could have been just uh, some smoke smoke and mirrors out there trying to weed out a, a leaker potentially um i just i don't see that complete of a draft being done by dan snyder uh, without that, i guess that least. is a little bit far-fetched in a way 
But, um, I mean, regardless, <clears throat> they address a lot of long-term needs. Bryce Love is a question mark for me because yeah, he got an ACL injury. Yeah. Um, he's definitely talented, but they addressed what they wanted to address. And, you know, they lost in the offseason to the Jets, and they added uh, McClellan. But, uh, or McLaren, however you From Ohio State. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I liked the Redskins. I liked what they did. Haskins is a perfect scenario. He's You're in, high on Haskins, right? Yeah, and, and I mean, he's in a quarterback room with Case Keenum and Alex Smith. You really couldn't ask for anything more. Um, yeah. Bryce Love pick, while I like him, they now have Adrian Peterson, Chris Thompson, Bryce Love, who have all and Darius Geis. And Geis. Who also tours ACL and last year. And I thought Geis was going to be the guy. I still Geis am pretty high on Geis. Year. I think Geis will be the guy this year um, if he's healthy. Still like Harmon. Washington's still got a lot of pieces they need. Um, mm-hmm. I like Philly in that division personally. Dad's still going to be up there. Um, but... They really drafted for the future here, and I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, now, real quick, I liked what the Panthers did. Uh, Brian Burns was a good value where they got him at defensive end. A uh, little bit undersized, but he's very fast and apparently has the best bend in the draft, which is the thing that analysts <laughs> love to throw out. Uh, the best yeah, way to describe it is watch Von Miller play, and that guy mm-hmm. is insanely flexible. Brian Burns is, has mm-hmm. a little bit of that in him, so that's a cool pick for them. And they they mm-hmm. really badly needed some youth with the defense. They had Julius Peppers playing there last year at mm-hmm. forty eight years old, whatever he was. Yeah. They also added Greg Little in the Good second year. round to help protect uh, Cam Newton. He was thought of as yeah. a potential top ten guy before the yeah. season. So to get him in the mm-hmm. second round, that's solid. And they drafted Will Greer, who I think was an underrated pick for them because mm-hmm. Cam gets hurt a lot. Order transfer. Will Greer has a little bit of Ryan Fitzpatrick. Sure, he mm-hmm. might be a backup. But uh, he, if he comes in, you're at least be somewhat confident that he can make some plays. So I like that draft, too. Yeah, I, I personally hated Carolina. <laughs> um, Burns is undersized. Um, Greg Little was terrible. He could have had Cody Ford. The guy's slow, too big. Um, Will Greer was okay. I thought it was a little bit of a reach the round for him. Well, a lot of people had him as a first-round grade. You needed insurance insane, policy right? for Cam. But, I mean... They could have not drafted anyone and signed Tyree Jackson, guy built like Cam Newton. Um, yeah, that's I, true. I, I didn't like it personally. Well, yeah, it's I good to have some arguments here on on the bye week. Yeah, <laughs> I think they when the, they, this mic comes in, come, comes uh, uh, when this mic comes off, you're getting yeah, one of us, you, brother. You might get one here. <laughs> get what? Oh. One. <laughs> um. <laughs> if this was a video podcast, got, we're both threatening yeah. Rich with our fists. Square up. <laughs> I uh, I think their draft was pretty solid. Um, they addressed a lot of a lot of interesting positions. That I mean, Greg Little was such a steal. I think in the second round for them too. Um, both the Bills and Panthers, ironically, got second round steals of linemen. Um, Will Greer, on the other hand, uh, I I would have liked him to go to a team where he actually maybe has a chance to get some action. I mean, maybe he will with the Panthers, but I don't know if. Cam Newton and him are kind of on the same page as quarterback. They both can can run a bit, but um, I, I I don't think they should have used a pick on a quarterback in this year's draft, honestly. I um, think – here's what I think about the Will Greer pick. It makes sense mm-hmm. to me because Norv Turner is the offensive coordinator. Will Greer loves to air it out. He doesn't have the biggest arm, but he's actually a yeah. good ball passer, and mm-hmm. I think that kind of fits where Carolina is going as an offense. Uh, before Cam got hurt last year, Carolina's offense was extremely, extremely explosive and very good. Um, yeah. If Cam can stay healthy, that's a really interesting team to me. Um, did you guys see the picture of Christian McCaffrey today? I did not. No. He looks like somebody ate Christian McCaffrey. He's massive. <laughs> he's big? No. Oh, he's huge. 
And also, he's really good. Will Greer's two younger siblings are YouTube personalities. Not that that means anything. Oh, I don't like that. I don't either. uh, Christian McCaffrey is approaching random drug test territory. Oh, yeah, he's getting there. Oh, my goodness. I just saw that. Did you look it up? Saw that picture. Wow. (laughs) They, uh, no wonder the Panthers posted that. (laughs) I found the picture. Here he is. Oh, brother. (laughs) Wow. He is. He's much bigger than he was during the draft. Uh, Rich, the, you, you had that picture just loaded up and ready to go. Um, for the listeners who could not see that, Rich just showed us a picture of a very large man. Yeah, that, scantily clad. That may or may not be Christian McCafferty. I am not sure. Um, I have yeah, two more teams here, and then we can get into some general predictions. This one real quick. The Chiefs had an interesting offseason. They lost Justin Houston. They lost D. Ford. They lost Eric Berry. They brought in Frank Clark, who I thought that was a good trade. They gave up a lot for him, but Frank Clark, Clark is a really good player. And they also brought in Tyran Matthew. Uh, the mm-hmm. biggest question with them is whether or not Tyreek Hill is going to be ready for the season and who's going to be their bell cow running back. Uh, I don't know the answer to either of those questions. Yeah. Uh, Mike, you can go ahead. Um, well, I mean, I'm going to say it's, it was bad. Um, so Hill's done. They did draft a clone of him, and he escapes me right now, but the guy runs a 4-2. He's 5'10", 175 pounds. He's Tyreek Hill. Um, so hopefully that works out. I mean, if Pat Mahomes is thrown to him, there's a good chance. Yeah, I mean, and then admit all the issues with um, Kareem Hunt, Tyreek Hill. They trade for Frank Clark, who has a similar Domestic history. Violence issues, yeah. Yeah. That's actually a good point. Um, I think we froze up here. Um, okay. Um yeah, as far as the running back goes, you know, I don't know. They still have uh, Damian, Damian Williams. Williams, I guess. Um, Played good last year. Any, somebody can come out of anywhere for the Chiefs. Um, you gotta, I Kareem think at this point you trust in Andy Reid. Yeah. And they did draft a guy. They did draft, what is his name, Darwin Thompson. Yeah, um, the guys come out of anywhere for Kansas City. Exactly. You have those later weird round draft picks. What, like, they well, get Kareem Hunt was third round? Third round pick. Yeah. Yeah, they were more concerned so with addressing have, the defense this that's year. That's what they needed badly. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. They can't stop anybody. It doesn't matter how many points you put up. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly, they'll still be good. Um, and honestly, I want to save the the team that I thought had the best offseason for last. The Cleveland Browns. They brought in Odell Beckham. They brought in Olivier Vernon. They brought in Sheldon mm-hmm. Richardson to a line that already has Larry. What's his name? Anajube. I don't know how to say it whatever his name is, and they also have Miles Garrett, who's a beast. Mm-hmm. And also, I like their draft a little bit, too. They got Greedy Williams, who fell in the draft, apparently, because he can't tackle. Uh, John Dorsey actually said this. It's a corner's job to cover, and one of the best cover men in the draft. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought he should have gone a lot higher. They also drafted Sione Takitaki, who has some issues <laughs> off the field, apparently. He's been suspended from BYU, which is probably the easiest school to get suspended from. Yeah. I would have been suspended yeah. You daily. drink coffee and you're suspended yeah. from BYU. Uh, but I guess he's <laughs> so. a pretty solid player. And they also got Mac Wilson from Battle. I don't know if that's true. So, <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, everyone's high on Cleveland's offseason. Obviously, they made the huge splash with Odell and everything else. Um, but expectations change a lot. And they're not, a, they're not a 0-16 team. Teams are going to be prepared for Baker. It's different in your second year. Um, yeah, I mean, you can get all the pieces you want. Every year, that super team comes out. And the Bills were one of them one year. And it seems Mario like they always fall to 7-9, and 8-8 eight eight territory. I think that the Browns are going to be 10-6, which is going to put them either in a wild card spot or atop that division. One of the two. 
You know, I think the Browns end up being eight and eight. I think they're still in such a tough division. They're the still Steelers very young. Are still very much, yeah. They, they they are they're very young. I mean, you think of these guys that are that are on their team that are just drafted the last couple of years because the guys before that aren't even on the team anymore. Um, so there's there's so much youth on that team. Uh oh. And I. Uh, Please hold. Oh. Can you hear me? We yes, got we you. can. We got you. Yeah, I mean, you had you had Freddie Kitchens as your love, your love that hiring. Honestly, first year I'm coach though, he's got to prove it. Yeah, true. I, yeah, you have a lot to prove there, and you still have a really tough schedule. They face the Rams this year. They face the 49ers this year, who could be good again. The Seahawks, you never know. Um, and they face the Ravens and the Steelers twice each year. Patriots. Um, and yeah, they face the Patriots. And they face the Buffalo too. Bills. Very. Oh man, Rich is breaking up here. Mm, he must be going through a tunnel. <laughs> they have a very <laughs> tough schedule though, and uh, it'll be. Oh no, Rich! I, I. Oh, poor Richard. Being eight, eight now. Well, we well since, so since Rich is completely breaking up here, uh, let's do our uh, our predictions. Give for me your season. playoff predictions. Oh, we lost. Oh, we Rich lost here. Rich. Well, R.I.P. to Rich. It was um, good to have him on there. Yeah. I, I think we're still recording, so we're okay here. Can you hear me? Hey! Oh, hey. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome yeah, we're back. here live I just, with I, Rich. I turned it off and on. You know? We're here. Oh, oh, oh. I just plugged. I just unplugged it and plugged it back uh, in. Uh, <laughs> That's all. So, Rich, we're going we're gonna to try to yeah. wrap it up here with some general predictions. Yeah. Out of the AFC, what team is going to be this in the Super Bowl? I have one team. It's the New England Patriots. Well, just give me the playoff. Give me your division winners and your wild cards. Okay, fine. Uh, let's see. So in the AFC East, but oh, we're still going. We're still Folks. going. We can we can move on without him. It's fine. Uh, so okay, there you go. Starts for a second. <laughs> Rich is just coming in and out. Yeah, we can hear you. Um, okay. So I'm gonna try to ignore the fact that you're popping in and out, and we're just gonna go with our yeah. playoff predictions. Uh, AFC East, sure. uh, Patriots. 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 All right, AFC North. Uh, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with the dark horse. I'm gonna say the Ravens. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. I'm still sticking with Pittsburgh. Coaching quarterback. They'll be fine. You never know. Uh, all right, so AFC West. I would have to go with. Ah oh, man, that's a t- that's such a tough one. Ah. Uh, it's a toss-up between the Chargers. And- I'm going to go with the Chargers. I mean, we're all going to be both going to make the playoffs. They're both are making the playoffs, yes. Uh, I just think oh, yeah. the Chargers Without a doubt. It really on defense have a Who wins that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's going to be a two-horse two, two race, right. really. I mean, I don't see Denver. Or, <laughs> Not with yeah, Joe Flacco, no way. It'll be an interesting division to watch to keep tabs on, but I don't Yeah, I don't think anything yeah, changes. No surprises really. there. Um, so what's the other one? The AFC South. South. Oh my God, that's. I gotta go with the Colts. Yeah, yeah Andy. Uh, they do look very good going into this year. Andrew uh, Luck. I did like Jaguars have done this off season. They were patient. They didn't make any huge signings. They got some cap space. I don't uh, trust in the regular season. I do not trust Nick Foles in the regular season as all, but I think he is their their short term answer. And they're. I think next year they do go. They're paying him like the long term answer, unfortunately. Yeah, they are paying a lot of money for him. But um, I think the Texans think are another team that's going to really, really compete. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if they've done enough to protect Deshaun Watson, though, yeah. even with drafting a tackle in the first round. they got to keep him up. I'm right? a little about that. And then uh, 
That's oh. all the AFC. So our wild card teams are just, yeah, it's Chargers, Chiefs, Chiefs, and then the one Chargers. more. Um, I'm uh, taking the Jets. I'll go Browns. Yeah, I'll probably go Browns as well. Um, I could see you know the Browns winning Speaking. the division too. Uh, I mean, that wouldn't be out of the question, obviously. But uh, I think the Jets or the Bills are right on that bubble though too for the second wild card spot. Mm-hmm. So NFC, we got. Uh, let's see. So the NFC North. Uh, that's a tough one. I'm going to go with the Packers. Um, I think they added a lot to their defense this offseason, and Aaron Rodgers with a new coach, that's, I think, your best bet. Uh, he's the best quarterback in that division. Um, I'm going to go with the Packers. Yeah, I agree. Packers, Bears take a step back. Um, the offense was gimmicky last year. It's going to be easily figured out. And uh, Trubisky is very iffy as well, so you never know. Yeah, I mean, Aaron, healthy Aaron Rodgers, he's one of the best quarterbacks in history, new coach. Packers. I will go with a surprise. I'll go with the Vikings. I knew you I would. That. I, I like. I what don't they did, like Kirk Cousins that uh, much in the draft. I don't like Kirk Cousins that much, but I do like what they did in the draft. They gave him some insurance, and, and they're keeping Thielen and Diggs around. Um, that was a lineman, right, for the draft? Yeah, yeah. They did. They got. Good they got a center. They got a good um, tight end too. They got some protection. They did. They got Irv Smith, yep. um, Jr. And uh, I think that. <laughs> And, uh, no, I think that they could make a run for the division. I, I agree with you that I that the Bears could take a step back, but I don't think they do. I think it they that defense get a wild still card or win that division. Terrifying for the Bears. Yeah. So I think that's that gonna, division you, you is right. competing every game. It's a it, that division could be a really tight race this year too. And you have teams that are kind of even. I mean, the Lions added some weird positions. No, they're but, New England uh, minus the ones. I mean, they added their run. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can sit at nine or eight. Sorry, was uh, there was a lot of talk with the Bills to take him at nine, but I thought that was a little bit of no. Reach. Patricia got his version of Gronk. It makes total sense. I guess but. you're right. Yeah, not as big as Gronk though, right? A big good division this year. Yeah, though. that that's an exciting division for sure. Um, the mm-hmm. NFC East, obviously the Giants uh, with Eli or Daniel. Let's see if they throw <laughs> both those guys back there. You, you might as well try it. I mean, Gettleman probably open to it. Um, no, um, I think probably the Eagles are going to come back on top of that division. You there's there's just Philly. too much talent on that team still. Philly, healthy, healthy Carson Wentz is important, but either way. Uh, they I had still, a lot of talent. This Dallas season. never puts it together back-to-back years. It's just not hasn't been their thing. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I just see the Eagles winning that division. Or, I mean, surprise Redskins, but I doubt that. I don't think Alex Smith has the wear with all the good through that year without getting in. And I don't Dave think Haskins is not nearly ready. Yeah, you're ready. Yeah, um, I just don't see. Yeah, I, I, it's the Eagles' division to lose. Really, Eagles or Dallas, but um, I go with the Eagles. Um, so the NFC West, uh, I think the Rams are going to repeat. There's, they still have a lot mm-hmm. of talent. Uh, I think Todd Gurley, his knee is a really big concern to me. Um, when you have mm-hmm. arthritis, that doesn't just go away. Um, that's no. a that's a pretty big concern. They did draft the running back, so in the third round, who people like. So you never know, but uh, I think mm-hmm. overall the Rams have too much on not to win that division. Um, yeah. While it is going to be more competitive that year, this year in the, that division, I just don't see any team. Yeah, you took the words out of my mouth there. Um, it, it all depends on Gurley, but the Rams had a lot of injuries at the end. They're, they're going to be good. McVay's just too good of a coach. Can mask a lot of flaws. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with the Rams. Yeah, I will go with the Rams as well. Yeah. Um, 
I, I believe that uh, they, they're just too good to not really hold up and stay on that pedestal in the NFC West. Um, the Seahawks might challenge them in the, in the 49ers if they're able to keep it going but and, and keep that train going with Garoppolo. But, yeah, I go with the Rams in that division. Then the NFC South. Um, Consensus <laughs> New Orleans? Oh, I forgot about New Orleans. Yeah, yeah, them. Yep. I mean, yeah, we're all... <laughs> We're all going to go with New Orleans here. There's no surprise. Drew Brees, yeah, you can't I agree with this point. It's, it's obvious. Um, yeah, it's New Orleans. And then the two wildcard teams. Two wildcards. NFC is so much tougher, I feel like. Absolutely. Uh, I will say two wildcards. Um, I'm going to go with the Bears and the uh, the Seahawks. Okay. I think the Seahawks made some decent moves this offseason and kind of put them in a position to either – Go for it, or you know, maybe maybe it's almost time to restart and do a reset there with the coaching staff. But yeah, I'm yeah. gonna I go this year. They can push with the Seahawks and the Panthers. I think, like, like I said, I was kind of high in the Panthers draft. Um, I think with Cam Newton, Cam Newton healthy, with the way that offense looked last season, I think that's a really dangerous team. Um, and obviously, the Seahawks uh, having Russell Wilson. Uh, almost guarantees them at least close to the playoffs. I, I just trust in him more mm-hmm. than I trust like another team like the Cowboys with Dak or yeah. the Bears yeah. with Trubisky or the 49ers with Garoppolo uh, or like the Falcons with Matt Ryan. I just trust Russell Wilson mm-hmm. more than that. I don't know if I trust Cam Noon more than those yeah. guys, but when he's I at his peak, no, he is really, really good. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I'm going to go San Francisco. I've said what I needed to say about them. Um, and we're going to go with Atlanta. I think they're going to have a big bounce back here. Um, Matt Ryan tends to bounce back pretty well. And, um, yeah, they had a pretty good offseason. I'm going to go with them. There's always that one team that comes out. Um, so, yeah, Carolina just doesn't do it for me. I don't know. Something – I don't know if it's Cam or what <laughs> it is. Yeah. Um, so I have one more question before we wrap this up. Who is going to be the worst team in the NFL this year? Oof. I have to think about this. Um, yeah, let me think about that. Uh, honestly, I, you got to go Miami. Good. I'm going to go Miami. Yeah, uh, I was leaning towards Miami. I'm going to look up NFL teams r- real quick, just in case well, there's a team that's worth. It's Miami, the Giants, the Bucks. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, no, the Giants. Uh, I think the, yeah, Giants I the Giants will be the worst team. Uh, the Raiders could be there too, but I trust Derek Carr more than There's I trust too much Eli. talent on the Raiders to be the worst team. Yeah, they'll they'll be like four and twelve probably. Uh, I could see. Yeah, I'll give them seven wins. I could see the Giants winning two games this year. I uh, I don't know what they do good. They run um, the ball. Saquon Barkley's really good, but you can you can stop a run game. Uh, that's that's mm-hmm. about it. Uh, I think Miami's gonna be the worst team in the AFC though. Probably. Uh, mm-hmm. I just don't know what they do good either. Maybe if Kenyon Drake goes off, I don't know. New coaching staff, they might want to give him the ball. I could see uh, Arizona having the worst record again. Could be, yeah. They don't have a lot of talent right now. No, they don't. They're they're still in such such the middle of a rebuild, and and they're almost banking on Cliff Kingsbury being creative enough to get them some wins. That might get them some wins, but I don't think they're going to be able to put anything together that's consistent. Or you know the same lineup that's going to be the year, the or the same amount of starting rotation that's going to be the year. I do uh, think they're going to be improved from last year. I think they could win four Absolutely, games this year. Yeah. That's yeah. that's in the possibility. That gets it better. 
Yeah. Oh, it's one win better, so it would be better. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I think that's about all I got. Uh, yeah. Thanks for having me. Oh, no problem, Seward. Brothers. Um, if yeah, brothers. So, if anyone good. out there has listened to this entire podcast, probably no one. Feel free to follow us all on Twitter. Um, Rich doesn't need any followers. I won't even bother saying his name. Uh, it's but but if you do want to follow him, it's at it's a, at uh, by Rich Kowalski, right? By Rich Kowalski. Yes. Uh, yes, you can boy. follow uh, <laughs> um, Mr. Michael over here. Call me Sewer Dwayne. It's at Sewer Dwayne. Um, some of the funniest content online. Um, just to, to be clear, uh, it's E Bombs World. Dwayne. World <laughs> Dwayne is spelled D Y A N E, uh, just like Dwayne. Wade. And if you want to follow me, that'd be cool too. Uh, I'm Jesus Cursed. I wouldn't do it myself. Wow. Um, would start, man. You, I guess you gotta watch who you call Brother King Boy around here. <laughs> All right, brothers, uh, thank you for coming on the bye week. Yeah. <laughs>